Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Nonlinear Life podcast, where we honor people's stories by celebrating life's disruptions and how it changed them for the better, the worse, or the wash. When I began working at a nonprofit in 2014, I made friends with three other women who worked there. Honestly, I'm real unsure of how we all got together, but we commemorated our friendship weekly by stopping for $3 milk teas at Tootsuite. Of the four women, only one was married and had a child at the time. Fast forward to November 2017. Two of the three women are now married, and one is moving to Chicago to be with her boyfriend. And I can tell you, it ain't me. 2017 had already been like a really challenging year because of Hurricane Harvey, but this shift really did strike me. As friends date and get married, it feels both natural and appropriate to just pull away. I mean, I presume people want time and space to reacclimate to their new normal and their partnership. As a single person, I'm sometimes caught in this weird space of both celebration and grief, and I wrote about it several years ago. It seems like all my friends are in seasons where love is raining down in giant drops of warmth and relief and joy. It's a time to dance in the rain, and I'm drowning in it. Most days it's enough to keep me afloat. But lately, watching love and its mysterious abundance for others has just become painful. Luckily, in the rain, no one can tell if they're tears of joy or sorrow, or even if you're crying at all. Today, we continue with our series on love with a married couple named Brittany and Justin. Yes, like Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. Fortunately, as they entered marriage, they spent a lot of time considering how their marriage is for and affects themselves and others. I just want to let listeners know today's episode contains a little language and a lot of laughter. Justin. Um, so I met Brittany and Justin nearly four years ago. I'd recently decided to transition to a different church and was attending a smaller ter- church during the transition, which I stayed at, so I'm really bad at transitioning. Um, about a year and a half after joining, I learned Brittany and Justin get engaged. Y'all, I didn't even know they were dating, and I can't lie, I appreciated it. <laughs> Over time, I have um, gotten to know them really, really well, and I found them to be very pensive, personable, and pretty good people. So, welcome to the show, and thank you for agreeing to do this, y'all. Oh, thank you for of having us. This is really sweet. <laughs> Will y'all introduce yourselves? So, I am Brittany, out of the Brittany and Justin combination. Um, I work in oil and gas, and I love reading, and I love running. And I, in theory, love um, having friends and family around, even though I am very introverted. Um, and that's about it. I'm Justin. Also, the Brittany and Justin combo. I, 
as opposed to some other combo. Mm -hmm. And I am a postdoc in computer science, and I do like biomedical research stuff, I guess. And I also like reading and running and doing many of those things, and I like computers. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's about it. Or how did y'all meet? You go first. I, I'm, I want to hear. Hopefully it's the same story. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, it'll, it'll be it's the same story. I just, I just want to hear from her, her perspective. Yeah, so we met at church. Um, I started going to, um, the big church, I think, that we were all at, and yeah. then, um, so we met then, and I think actually the first official time I remember seeing him was at, um, they had like a, uh, one of the things, the extracurricular, if you want to call it, activities. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we met there and um, just kind of, I was like super new. So everyone was like, a, you know, was it the fire hydrant? Just fire hose drinking from it. So, but it was really cool because I remember he told me what he did for a living, which was like a lot of like medical research. And um, both my grandmas um, have passed away or had cancer, um, all of that. And so like, I'm extremely interested in, in stuff like that. And so I remember thinking like, oh, that's really cool. Like, that's pretty awesome. And then because I had run run to this event, he offered me a ride home and then I thought, ooh, creepy. Okay, never mind, <laughs> just kidding. And uh, and that's how, that's how we met. Yeah. yeah. That's how we met. <laughs> but, so technically that's the first time we met. Yes. But that was kind of like a casual, like you just... Like met a person yeah. at a church. Very <laughs> the right? No, no. Oh, I ran off. I know. Not. He was like, "It's like, dark," and I'm like, "I'll be fine." And if not, dude. then like, it was my time. I'm who's sorry. this? It's who's okay. this? Dark in your car. I know. Who's I was this like, bald, like, bearded, bearded dude yeah. trying to get me into his What you do for a living is super fun. Hey, do you want to ride home? No. no. Anyway, so. no. So that was the first time we met, but yes. really, like the first time that we, like. I don't know. There's always like the first time you meet somebody and then there's the uh, first time that you yes. actually like are in a space with a person and are hanging out in a way that is like meeting somebody for the first time. Yeah. And so that was actually top golf. Yes. That's fair. And yeah. so a uh, mutual friend, Ben, who is mm-hmm. incidentally, I think the second person, yeah, the second person that I met in Houston when I moved down here. He was actually also the one who pulled me into the kind of yeah. friend group that was... Man, that he so, was in. so he's pretty, yeah. That's yeah. Interesting. He's he, a, I know, unintentional. He's cool, yeah. He's a cool guy. He's, he's a, a cool, cool character. Yeah. So when did y'all become friends? <laughs> it kind of started around that time. So we were all in like the same large friend group. Okay. Um, and so we weren't necessarily like really close, but like the group kind of did stuff together. So, um, so it just kind of, again, it was like a, a friendship uh, not a close one, but I mean, some that was like, oh, okay, we all hung out and, and did things together and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was all during that time frame of what fall of 2016 or no, 2015, 2015. Yes. Yeah. And so then, then it kind of evolved into like a couple of people broke off and went to the smaller church that we're now at. And he was one of those people, um, which was really cool. Cause you know, it said a lot of things about, um, you know, the reasons for moving and stuff yeah. like that, that were vital to who. I was becoming, um, and then also said a lot about who he was as well. So, um, so I think that one, then it kind of shrunk and then it just kind of like kept, it kept shrinking honestly. And then, yeah. Word. Who do you think was the first to have a romantic feeling towards the other person? (laughs) Justin (laughs) Lee. 
sure, me. Technically, Justin, yes. Yeah, like, what do you mean technically? (laughs) What? I mean, technically is the best kind of correct, but but what do you mean by technically? I think you made the first move. No, but... (laughs) I stand by it. The use of the word technically (laughs) implies a non-technical environment or scenario in which... That doesn't ring a bell. Anyway, so technically, yes. I think so, yeah. I, I, I would say so. I Maybe. Made the first so he doesn't dance. actually know. I've never actually told him when I first started liking him. She's very. I know. When was it? Under like, lock and key. It was like probably like 30 days after our first date or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. He'll find out when we're 80. <laughs> if we live that long. Yeah, that's long. <laughs> I don't know. Good luck to you. Yeah. I mean, if I know Brittany at all. She probably had feelings and then was later surprised by those feelings in a moment of introspection, then felt <laughs> remarkably uncomfortable for a while, and then just Except tried to push it down in quiet resignation until I was finally like, so are we going to talk about this? It's grossly inaccurate. And then her response to that question of, are we going to talk about this was... No. <laughs> that actually did happen. I hate to say. That Fair. Happen, so but. then let me ask this question. When did you know that your partner liked you? Well, you can go on this one. You didn't even answer the last one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've that's never seen such a hard pass. On like, right. I'm sorry. I'll drink. Like, sorry. it's not that kind of game. She literally kept uh, drinking whiskey the whole <laughs> time. This is not a drinking game. I was confused. Okay. Um, so I, I had... I had suspicions when, uh, so summer of 2016, um, when I went on uh, a trip to the Middle East and he was super good about communication um, and it, w- it was kind of one of those things that I was like, does, it, does, is it, does he like me? Like I was a little bit like, it was one of those, oh, I'm not really sure I could see it but not see it. And then when I got back, it kind of wasn't. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. And then, um, and then really, but like kind of at my, so my 30th birthday was that fall. And that one was like a blatant, I was like, ah, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this man can do another. I mean, that's instinct. when I, I there's I, a for sure instinct song for this. I don't oh know, yeah. yeah. There totally. was not much thought. And then uh, after her 30th birthday, I was like, I think she likes me. <laughs> After the third, so it took yeah. it took a whole lot longer for you to know that she liked you back. Pro- yeah, that's why like she doesn't tell me when she <laughs> started liking me. But she married you, so we know <laughs> she married me. So I guess she's. Well, at I least, like him a little. She's at I least mean... committed to the idea of finding a way to like me. So there's at least that. <laughs> well, I am loyal, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What has been the biggest challenge for y'all? in dating and then transitioning into marriage for i think the things i think we're both well i think i was more concerned potentially than he was was because we were in this friend group um that the implications or ramifications of us trying and it not working um we kind of knew that it would it would fracture yeah. um, pretty I mean it, it, well in my head it was it would have been irreparable just because um I never really wanted to like date and be like let's be friends like I'm just kind of out and so um 
And so we knew like a lot of that stuff would have was very difficult. And so I think that's partially why I um, held off at least for so long was because it was like, oh, this is a serious thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. With you, it was, it was always kind of funny because like I still remember she, I think she was trying to scare me. I don't really know what her plan was in this, but she was like, like if we date, like if we do this, like I'm all in. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It was awareness. I'm just trying to create awareness <laughs> yeah. here. She was like, she's like, no, but like, like, like I'll be all in. I was like, okay. <laughs> I sound so aggressive. Like, like what? Like, I just want to know, like, what kind of guys? Like, I want the girl who's partially into it. Like, she's hey, just hey, like 25 percent interested. Some guys yeah, feel uh, like. What yes. has surprised y'all the most about? being in a relationship with the other person. So if you talk to her, you don't necessarily, at least I didn't get that she has very many emotions. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's such a kind way to put it. (laughs) But when you get closer to a person, you'll see, you know, things that they might, you know, kind of guard a little bit but like especially once you get married it's like well <laughs> here I am <laughs> yeah. so yeah I mean I think you know that can have pros and cons mm-hmm. um, well I think that feeds into uh, well potentially I guess for you like what was what's the hardest thing about being like ma- married yeah the hardest thing she just asked what was the surprising thing no sorry I was going to oh, I was going to say I was like in the last one. Oh, yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> Like Wait, I'm, what? I'm melding. melding. I think that would be for you at least. It seems. Oh, okay. I see. Good job Justin. answering, Justin. So, but was that, was that so? Was that what you thought my answer was going to Essentially, be? Essentially, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, probably a few different things, but um, it's been interesting to see how um, how much uh, similarities there are between him and my sister, which sounds kind of, it's kind of a weird thing because um, just in terms of, um, I don't know, like random stuff that I wouldn't have gotten. Um, so uh, just basic like living how he likes to live and just the, the minimalist nature and um, different forms of like, well, it sounds weird to say cleanliness sounds like I'm, dirty but you know what I mean just like the like the things that like are really like not, you know it's like we have got to keep blah blah blah, blah. um they'll like I didn't really I was I guess because he always lived with roommates and so didn't really see that side of him I guess um and then just the um like how kind of I don't know like structured is the right word he can be at times um but then on the flip side like the good side of it in terms of um how honestly like completely like selfless he can be um i saw some of that when we were dating but like to really again uh me being one to kind of like um because i do fight sometimes against getting close to people and so but you know this is kind of life we've chosen so it's like okay now how now like that doesn't really work he can't be pulling away and so with me kind of pushing myself to to, to push in instead of pull you know that that um you know sometimes I I push too push too far and so to see his 
selflessness and all that um, and what it really looks like to love unconditionally has been really um, it, honestly surprising just how how deep it is I guess and how rich it is yeah. um, which is a really safe place for 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 me personally to be so yeah, was yeah. way sweeter than mine. <laughs> that was my plan. Everybody listens to be like, what <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. They don't know you and you don't really have social media. Why has marriage been significant to both of you? So from, from a personal perspective, it, um, it's kind of given me a way to really learn in certain ways for the for the first time what unconditional love looks like um and and that maybe sounds you know um insulting in certain ways and I don't mean it to be but again just with um the ability for me to really truly be myself um and in this relationship has kind of been an eye-opening honestly experience for me um and to be honest I don't fully like the person I see myself all the time um a lot of the times but it's one of those things that um it's it's kind of been a really fascinating thing to kind of learn about myself personally um and then for us as a couple um I th- one of the one of the big things because you know we're not the <laughs> we're not the most I would say romantic couple you could say um, just in terms of um, I don't know a lot of different things um, we tend to be pretty logical people just <laughs> on our own and then so when we talk um, you know it it works for us and I understand that it, it doesn't work even for people listening to us sometimes um, how how logical we are just with our relationship but. So one of the things that we were kind of talking through with like, hey, so we're gonna get married and like, what does that what does that look like and and you know why and um you know because it's like, uh, yeah, um we just had that conversation. One of the things that kind of kind of sifted to the surface was um, this idea of of restoration um, and providing that um, in the way that our relationship. Uh, manifest itself towards other people so um we um don't plan or desire to have um children um so but this idea of like how do you how do you show love i mean you you look at 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 people with kids and it's the most it's one of the most basic and 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 raw and true forms of love is the love that you have for a child um, and that's exemplified in selflessness and a lot of sacrifice and um, hard work, honestly. And so how can we kind of do something similar to like that with the people that we know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Can we show a relationship in a raw, honest manner that um, provides a sense of hope and potentially restoration that like um, that others can, can, can see and feel a little bit of um, love. So I have like a follow-up question to that. I'm going to let Justin answer as well. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, answer that question or answer this next question. No, answer the question that I asked previously. The previous question. Yeah. Um, so like what, 
Or if you don't have an answer, I can ask you the next question and you'll be responsible for answering that. That's Ooh. fair. That's fair. Yeah, let's okay, do that Okay, so next one. question. Yeah. So y'all talked about how y'all were in like a friend group uh, prior to like having interest in each other. Mm-hmm. So how has your marriage affected y'all's friend group? Uh, I mean, I think it's been, I think it's actually been fine. Um, the friend group has changed in a, I mean like like the thing is is that like, people's lives are dynamic like, everybody's life is changing all the time and so like kind of ironically I guess not really ironically to me I, I kind of expect this but um, like I think people might consider it ironic that I think one of the more stabilizing things for the friend group is that Brittany and I are together and we will be because we're married like we're always like like whatever happens like at least Justin and Brittany are going to be Justin and Brittany and I think that's a stabilizing force in a lot of mm-hmm. ways um so because everybody has stuff that's going to go on and yeah. friendships often are seasonal which bugs people but um I mean like people's lives change and that's yeah it's not bad it's not necessarily always good but it's just life yeah. and mm-hmm. so um, there's not very many things that are constant or stable yeah and so I guess to piggyback Brittany's answer a little bit it's like yeah like one thing that I do want for our marriage is for it to be a, a stable thing mm-hmm. in, in terms of hey a lot of things can change but at least this thing won't I think that has been a difficult um, I, I really actually like that you said that because I hadn't really thought of things that way so thank you for sharing that but um but I think that has been kind of a really difficult um, thing for I know at least me personally, and um, and that's been kind of one of the one of the hard things to navigate because you know we have like some of our close friends have had that happen to them, right? Mm-hmm. And and some of it's unavoidable, right? Yeah. Because it's like, well, yeah, like one single one's married, like sorry, that's fundamentally different. But like at the same time, how do you how do you create kind of like the friendship 2.0 or like yeah. the evolution right as yeah. humans we evolve sorry it happens so like how do you how do we like now navigate this like new space that we're yeah. in that okay that's that part was seasonal but like this is a new season so like how do we make the best of it is it as good as the other one yes and no you know and so yeah. um and i think that's going back to like um you know and i haven't been I, I i work really hard and i can't say that i'm really successful all the time about um making it a point because like again like what we said like with how our how our love gets extended is not necessarily going to be in direct descendants so it has to move out right and and for better and worse like that encompasses the closest people to us so it's like you have to understand that on a certain level like you are who we want to pour into right um and again um, it's a lot of life transition for, for everyone involved in, including us and it exemplifies itself in like weird ways that are like surprising a lot of times and just kind of come out of nowhere but at the end of the day it's like that's that's the goal right that's mm-hmm. our mission that's that's what I want to do again not that I do it very well all the time and there are times when I handle it better than others but this idea that you know um, that that's 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 where our love goes right yeah. it's in the people around us um, how does that look like and and is it perfect? No, I yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We don't. I mean, there's not all the answers, but in an ideal world, what recommendations would you give to married couples about being inclusive of other people in your world? I mean, I think it depends. Like, 
um, I think it depends on why somebody is getting married. Um, because I think a tendency is, especially in our culture, I think, marriage ends up being a thing which is for the people being married. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, that's like true. There's an aspect of that which is true. Um, but historically, marriages were as much for the community that they were recognized in. Um, marriages require people to be witness to something. Um, and I don't think it's just being witness to the day that somebody exchanges vows with another person, but I think it's actually being witness to that relationship. Um, and so in that sense, if you're a married person, your marriage is also not just for you, but it's also for the people who will bear witness to it. And so I hope they witness, I hope those people witness good things, first of all. Um, And so I think that's, you know, what every married couple should, I guess, endeavor towards is that whatever somebody witnesses is good, not bad. Yeah. Um, But then also allowing there to be witnesses. Um, And so that that's inevitability, inevitably um, vulnerability. Yeah. And so um, when you... it's inclusion, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think that's a hard balance because it goes back to, um, like as an individual human, you know, how do you take care of others, but not at the expense of yourself to make yourself your own burn? You know what I mean? Then you're a burden to other people mm -hmm. if you're not taking care of yourself on some level. And I think that that's where the tension lies in, in a marriage, right? Because it becomes the extension of who you are. So like, how do you include a lot of people in your life, but also still take care of your marriage um, as, as you know, are you a priority? And so, yeah. um, and that there's, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of tension that lies there and, and, and everyone is going to, is going to be different and approach it differently. But um, I think that it's, I, I think that it's normal to have that tension because yeah. again, as individuals, we have that. Um, so in a marriage, of course, it just seems likely that you would have that as well. Um, but really making it a point to, um, I mean, with us, we, we miss sometimes on communication, but we always try to communicate, right? That it's like, even if we don't agree, even if we're at each other, like we still communicate, right? Because that, that at least you have to have that communication, um, at least attempted communication. And so, um, because if I'm in a different place of how to include and, and what that looks like and he is then you know um we have to be on the same page i would say as like the single person that one of the things that's helped is for one owning up to your own feelings towards things and being like oh i've never been given an actual signal from my friends that they don't want me around anymore because they're married i've got to take ownership of the fact that like my natural inclination is actually to retreat Um, which is not fun because I'd much rather blame other people for my problems. (laughs) Um, just kidding. Um, and then like learning that it's okay to be uncomfortable. Like hanging out with couples is sometimes uncomfortable. Even if they're like the best couple and they're not trying to make you uncomfortable. It's just like, I'm third wheeling like a trike. Right. Sort of those things as well. Um, and then having explicit conversations with people mm-hmm. of like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I don't need you to fix it. I just need to let you know. Yeah. Like, where where would you like me to, like, do you need me to back off for some time? Yeah. We digress. Again. So, that shifting. 
a little bit from talking about y'all being married and in a relationship with each other and y'all loving each other because I think that's what we've landed on. While we don't know the date and time that it happened for Brittany, you do your life. But it exists enough for her to commit to being in a relationship with Justin. I don't know. So to transition, what do y'all feel have has been the most disruptive thing that you've gone through. And I don't know if you guys saw this question and were like, oh, let me answer as a couple or let me answer individually. We did not talk about the questions. So. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Me? Did yeah. you go first? Yeah, I mean, like, my most disruptive thing, I think, would probably be moving to Houston mm-hmm. for my PhD. That, like, sucked real bad. Um... Or maybe, like, I grew up with my grandparents, and my grandma got lung cancer and died, like, kind of suddenly. Not, like, suddenly, but, like, like three, four months after yeah. we found out. Um, but, yeah, moving down here was actually probably, like, the... Because it was, at least, like, there, it was still constant, like, with my grandma. At least I, like, still lived in Colorado, and I, like, knew where I was, yeah. and I knew who... I had friends, and I my family and I could like go hike and experience nature um in a way that like just helps calm you I think um and then coming here it was like I did not have nature there's no mountains there's like the the nature I got was like here's a flying cockroach and I was like (laughs) oh my god I have entered hell like I have died and I have gone to hell (laughs) truth it was like Nature, did you say cockroach? <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, did not know they could fly. Second of all... Which is the most horrifying thing I mean, you could I ever find out in your life. I they could fly, but like, no. I never thought... They would fly in here. And just, or at the, you. And the quantity, the quantity of roaches that do exist, that... Like, you have to understand, like, Colorado is, like, 0% humidity. There's, like, three total there's, like, bugs no that bugs can... bugs either. There's, like, three total bugs that can live there. It's, like, one type of spider, one type of poisonous spider, and bumblebees. And that's pretty much it. Like, and ants, because ants, they're just everywhere. But, yeah. Anyway, it was rough. I, like... Well, also the way that I moved down here. So I packed everything up into the back of my mm-hmm. truck, and I just drove down here. I didn't have a place to live. I didn't know anybody. I was starting work in like two weeks and I had like, I had no money. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. I'm here. So did you sleep at a shelter? No, I had enough money that I drove like outside of town and like, I still to this day could probably not find, even though it was off some interstate. I don't even remember what interstate it was, but I drove off the interstate somewhere and found like a hotel like a really cheap hotel and I was like paranoid the whole time because I was like everything I own is in my car like everything I own is in my car and it's just like parked in some parking lot <laughs> How old outside you? this uh I was like 24 25 mm-hmm. something like that because I worked for a year and a half after college for a pharmaceutical company in Colorado and then I came down here yeah so I like I said I didn't have any like money, but I had like paid off my student loans and stuff. Okay. So I wasn't like I didn't owe money. Yeah. I just didn't have money. But like you any no money I did have, like yeah. I could like yeah, I mean, you know, I had family. So how did how did that problem get solved? I mean Cause that's bold. I found I found an apartment like the next day 
like somehow and it was great for what it was honestly it was the like if i had to say like what is the one place in houston that there's kind of like a decent access to nature where would you say like the like buffalo bayou okay so like that to me in houston like in houston is like one of the nicest like outdoor yeah there's some nature um going on and so i was able to find an apartment like that was pretty close to there Mm -hmm. it was like super cheap it also didn't have like it had like those windows that are like blinds the window unit Mm -hmm. well it had a window unit that had mold in it but that that is a separate issue the other issue was that the windows so they're like the they weren't like a solid window pane Mm -hmm. they're like blinds okay so they don't really like close Oh no! <laughs> like completely, you know what I mean? Like well, we don't have heat or humidity here, so yeah. totally so it's totally fine. fine. Yeah, and I slept on an air mattress for for that whole time that I lived there because I couldn't fit a mattress in my in my car, so I had the air mattress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I slept on that, but it was fine. I just pumped that sucker up every night. <laughs> <laughs> I bought like I went to Walmart, I bought like a little five dollar fan that would like. <laughs> I could like prop up nearby and like just fan my face because it's so hot. I was like, why? Um, Man. Yeah, so that was like my first. I used to go to the corner bakery um, that's over off of like by the Walmart up there because mm-hmm. I could like get my groceries at the Walmart after work, but I would go to the corner bakery so I could not use the window unit that had the mold in it at that place and I could like have the air conditioning there. Yeah. And then I would and like do homework and stuff and then get my groceries and go home but i don't know that like the situation of like lack of nature has really been alleviated no i mean that's like that's like still that's still hard i think yeah. like because it's there's so many people here and like stuff is happening like all the time and it's so fast and it's like yeah. just so much happening all the time and like there's just something about going for a hike where you know you go like you, you hike for an hour up a mountain and you're like i'm pretty far from most people yeah i mean colorado is really busy on trails like you're always going to see people on most trails but it's just there's something different about when you you stand on something that's so huge yeah and you know how small you are that kind of helps you with life perspective yeah Yeah. and it's really hard to get that here true so um but west texas like Alpine, we went out there to visit we her did. grandparents, and that was actually really. Yeah. It's pretty, and it has a similar effect. It's just desert, though. Yeah. So you're just like. You're just out in the yeah. middle. Literally out in the middle of nowhere. That's probably the least densely populated place I've ever been. It's like driving through parts of West Texas where you're just like. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I could feasibly get lost <laughs> and never be found. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> a lot of movies and shows. Yeah, I'm like, oh, no <laughs> country for old men. Yes. Oh, they actually filmed. Oh, there will be blood. They filmed yeah, that. My grandfather was in that. Yeah, yeah. He was in what movie? There the will be blood. Conductor. Oh wow! I know. I know. He was one of the extras. Yeah. Did he get like a film credit? No. No. I don't did think so. Uh, no, I think he actually did check. Uh, did he get a check? Yeah. I think they actually just did volunteer work. I don't know. He walked past dirty. Daniel Day Lewis though. So what? I know. I know. One degree away from Daniel Day Lewis. I'll take it. That man's a genius. There are very few like Answer your question. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I don't want her to get away oh. from <laughs> I thought she, this was she, my she, podcast. 
she's she's gonna jump out of this question. And it's later. called the non-linear. Okay, we have. We also, can't, like, I was like, maybe I'm not done asking you questions about. Hey, this. I also okay, that's fair. But also, as an aside, when I saw NLL on the on the thing, I legit like the first thing I think of is negative log likelihood, which is not at all what. I don't even is. know what that is. It's like a from my work. So when did you reach like stable housing? Uh, I mean, like that was stable-ish. That apartment. I mean, do you not consider that stable? Is that what so you're saying? I think a 24 year old that's in a unit where there's mold being spread out in the air conditioning unit. It's not. It's not unstable. It's also not safe. Yeah, it wasn't like super great in that regard, but it had a great view sort of downtown. So there was okay. that. No, so I moved in with a friend from church and then I lived there for a short period of time. Uh, yeah, then I moved <clears throat> to like the med center mm-hmm. with Gio, our <clears throat> mutual friend mm-hmm. for like, I guess I lived... I guess it's uh, like two years. Almost two years, yeah, yeah. Which was nice because I, li- I worked in the med center. <laughs> Brittany, what do you feel has been the most disruptive thing that you've faced in life? <laughs> Besides me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I would say um, that I'd probably have to go back to like childhood stuff with family um, and... Um, my parents divorce and, and and subsequent years of um, <laughs> unrest yeah. uh, um, and just all the situations that uh, we kind of had to endure with with um, several different players involved and stuff like that. So yeah. um, that was probably uh, and and just the the prolonged period of that and how it evolved and then growing up, um, you know, as a eight to 15 year old, you know, during that time yeah. frame. Um, so you were eight when they separated. Yeah. 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 And so, um, and just again, again, the prolonged nature that I think is kind of yeah. been, uh, cause it wasn't just like, Oh, wanted to, Oh no, that's traumatizing enough. Um, cause you know, they never really fought or there wasn't, yeah. there was a lot of signs of like, Oh no. Um, and so, or at least from a child's eyes. Right. Yeah. And so, um, uh, but with, yeah. So then I think all the things that come about, um, just after that was yeah. was probably the most you know everybody's different but at least from, yeah. from my standpoint so um so part of me like when I think of you as an eight-year-old I see you as like an adult and I'm just like were you this <laughs> like uh, a picture when you were pragmatic a as a kid as well like were you because I feel like as yeah. an adult you just have this really great ability to look at a situation you take in all the information you're like constantly calculating things you're also if anyone out there, you're like a five on the Enneagram, like a classic five <laughs> on the Enneagram. And so there's always a lot going on inside of you, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. And so I'm, was that how you were as like a kid as well? Um, I would say so, especially during that time frame. Yeah. Um, like I don't, I don't um, remember or recall as much or, or there was never a situation where like I probably needed to remember being pragmatic as yeah. um, under eight. Uh, but as, as especially after that with everything, yeah, because I mean, um, um, I mean, because it was basic, it was basic, uh, 
life skills that were that were, it immediately I was no longer an eight year old right yeah. it was it was this um situ- I'm the oldest right so yeah. my sister's a year and a half younger and my brother at that time was six months old so like having that um oh, and my sister um is was amazing and did you know we obviously you know but that all of that with um with again all the um tumultuous nature of, of the situations that we were in and stuff like that is um that I think just kind of really, um, I, I mean, it had to be right for, for many different reasons, but that, um, yeah. And so I remember my <laughs> mom, we had, uh, cause I think it just made, it makes you an adult at that point. Yeah. Time, right. So like, um, when my mom had taken us to, uh, I don't know, some kind of a therapist and I don't, I just remember what he vaguely looked like and in his office and, um, you know, and he did the whole like, can you like draw a picture of like things? And I distinctly remember thinking, like, stop talking to me. Like I'm some eight year old kid. Like what the fuck, dude? Like this is not like, come on. Like that's not. Come on. This is stupid. I'm really like, this is so stupid. Like yeah. what? I'm, what are you gonna get out of this? Like you're just you're literally like this is a move. This is like a therapist yeah. move. And how I knew that, I don't know, or maybe I don't know. Um, but I remember just thinking that like Ugh, you're below. Like I just didn't. I yeah. dismissed him and because you were like, I was like eight? you're treating me. Yeah, 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 eight nine maybe. But like I was like you're treating me like I'm a child. Now, granted, again, was I a child? Yes, <laughs> but like I was no, you know what I mean. You just yeah. you're no longer a kid after that point in time. So if I wasn't previous to that, for sure after that, it was just this like you know very much like okay, well, how do we navigate this and. Um, you know, we were one of the only families that, um, at that time, cause this was like mid nineties, you know, the, the divorce wasn't quite as rampant then. And so mm-hmm. we were, and we, you know, our, our community, I should say between school and church, um, you know, we were really the only like broken home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so intentional or not, it just was very ostracizing. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, um, and the things that we were, you know, <laughs> dealing with and going through you know my my friends or, or any of that stuff um it's not like they had there was no relatability right and so yeah. it's like I'm it's not like I wanted to mix my world necessarily and yeah. so um so it just kind of became this um yeah it just had to be oh well that happened last weekend that was last weekend now let's go have some sleepover and pretend like I'm some normal 10 year old kid and yeah. you know so just that kind of like black and white uh, black and white but like um, yeah, pragma- pragmatism. Like a car- um, compartmentalizing. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Things. Yeah, and so, um, and that just kind of, I guess, maybe that grew out of the need or, not the, well, maybe the need or just the reality of, of, of what that happened. So. Yeah. so, to wrap up this episode, my last question to y'all <laughs> is what joy do you get from your partner? Oh, you want. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, talked Silence. a lot. I just talked a lot. Wow. Significant. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can answer. Go. <laughs> <I> can. <laughs> Go, though. Do you want me to answer first? I can. Uh, I mean, either way is fine. It's up to you. you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, what joy do I get? I... <laughs> Honestly, there's there's so many things at the risk of sounding I don't know sappy, but like, <laughs> oh stop! Uh, Tell me. Come on. <laughs> go for the sap. Go for the go sap. for the saps. Okay. Um, honestly, there's like there's there's there are so many things. So um, 
one, uh, his humor is, for me, unparalleled. Like, I... <laughs> because... You like the puns, do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, the puns and the dad jokes. But, like, <laughs> you know, iffy. Uh, but just in general, right? This, this, this um, like, fun-loving, nothing-is-too-serious nature that, like, you have is extremely... Uh, required in my life like everything it's just funny right from i mean small little comments to like approaches to things to like singing random songs um and like dancing like just like just weird and quirky and funny uh and it honestly i'm a person who like gets bored easily and so it's really helpful because you just never really i don't know you just never know like it's just kind of fun it's fun um and then also uh this this um intense unconditional love that exemplifies itself and how he treats me but also the stability that he provides for me that like we um like I know like we're just we're just together forever right that it's not something that I especially given like my past relationships that I've seen um and throughout my life like um I, I expected, we know we have gone through stuff like that, and I won't say that there are that there are no demons left in that regard, but there is like a certain um, miracle in the fact that like I do trust him um, explicitly with 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 myself and who I am. Um, well, with who I am, that one's still kind of coming. I hate to say, but like it's still like the vulnerability, the the willingness to kind of strip back and break down a lot, a lot of those walls. I think is still a work in progress, and perhaps will be. But uh, but the fact that I like want to do that is something that's completely foreign to me. Um, but also brings me like such joy that like oh my gosh, like he still loves me. <laughs> um, you know, like that's just a really cool thing that like no matter I don't know, like no matter what happens or what I do that. Like, you just bring such vitality and life for me as well. I'm so sorry. top that. I'm sorry. I'm first. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, you can edit it. You can edit it so that my answer is first. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, uh, like, two big things come to mind. The first one, I, I don't know, maybe it'll sound a little bit weird, but just watching... Um, Watching her grow, I think, is actually a good source of joy. Um, just another person that I'm like, like, our fortunes are tied. <laughs> uh, so seeing her grow as a person is good. Um, provides a lot of joy. Um, and then just the nature of being and having another person to be with mm-hmm. um, is joyful, I think. To just, like, I have a person. That's joyful. (laughs) Um, And that person is my person. Um, And then we just do a lot of joyful things. Um, It's like food or hanging out. um, Just little, I don't know, little things. Yeah. Those are the big things. The The little things are the big big things. things. I like that. Right? <laughs> Stitch like that in a pillow. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I think, yeah, mine will be a little bit shorter, but that's, I would say those are my, I'll give those three as examples like of joy. Oh, that was great. Also, when she makes coffee in the morning. That's, that's true. That's much joy. I, that's a, that's a recent, fa- uh, like, fact-finding, yeah. That's so many things that you just learn that you just don't realize. Yeah. That was, a few weeks ago, I realized, I was like, oh... If I make coffee, he just loves it. Who knew? Again, the the small small things things are are the the big big things. things. They really are. I have a question for you. So I struggle with how, which I, the idea of this podcast is is really beautiful um, because, and specifically this episode for us, because it's like how like marriage is disruptive. Mm -hmm. But like besides, besides in a podcast form, like I I have a hard time figuring out like how to like share any sort of like married life details with really anyone married or unmarried. Yeah. And so so I guess my question is like how how from your perspective do you think that can actually be done well in a non-combative or non-weird format? Or can it? So I think it can. Um, I think some of it comes from the mutual sharing of things. So I'm, like I said, I'm not married. But there are details with some of my married female friends that I've shared of my life that are kind of like, is this rough? Yeah. Um, Which has opened up the space to be like, okay, let's share it. Also, the friends that I hang out with constantly that are married, I have a lot of respect for their husbands. Um, Not because they've married my friends so much. I mean, it started there, but honestly, because... that I really love and care about I just respect them yeah and so I know that like all of us are just people everyone is trying to just figure this thing out to the best of their ability um I also think like they are great about checking in with me um and sensing when it's like ooh Tosin doesn't feel great about being single let me not break up this marathon yeah yeah um but a lot of times I hope, and I mean, my friends can tell me this if <laughs> they're told otherwise, yeah. but I feel like most times, like, I, like, they're married, them being married is a happy thing for me to be in, and I think specifically for those two friends, like, I see my friend Rachel and go to her house once a week. Yeah. When I am at her house, especially because I don't have a job, I typically am eating one to two of my meals that day yeah. at her house with her and her children. And her husband when he comes back from yeah. work. Um, and I think it's just... I don't know. Like, I feel like it would be weird for her to not talk about it. But we're also at a place where it's weird for me not to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Or talk about relationship things that I'm navigating. Yeah. Which are very few and far between. But when they happen, God help us. Because <laughs> they are a shit shit. <laughs> They are the biggest show of shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I get a lot of things right, except for relationships. 
So, Keely Teal. But, I mean, I don't know. I want to know because the truth is, like, it is hard being married. And there's a lot of things that you do want to share with your partner. Then there are things that are just like, it's not the best idea if I share this with my partner. <laughs> and to share this with someone who loves both of us. And yeah. if I tell them, they're not going to judge either one of us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that you made me a really delicious mixed beverage before the podcast. (laughs) So if you've listened and you feel like I've gotten more coherent, (laughs) you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Any last words that y'all have? I honestly really just want to thank you for doing this. This is... I mean, and not just for, for, well, for us specifically and for me, just because I think that um, it, it takes a very special person to have the ability to bring out stories in other people and also be willing to share those stories. And um, it, it's, it's a really cool aura, I guess if I can say that, that you give off that you're extremely easy to talk to and... You're extremely, you're, you're trustworthy. And honestly, like that's a huge, you know, because it is, it's a huge thing to kind of share stuff. Um, yeah. But like you actually care and you want to hear and you're also willing to, to tell your story, you know, which is kind of a huge, huge thing in all this. And so, um, and I, don't, I mean, you're, you're literally the perfect person for for this um i've listened to other podcasts nothing against them or anything but like i don't know you just have a very you just have a way of like bringing people out but bringing people out and like actually who they are and it's really it's a gift it, it's honestly a huge gift so when you actually asked this and i was like oh my gosh are you serious? i mean i got yeah i just the humility i was just like oh, what like i'm like it's like a celebrity asking i'm just like oh my gosh like why could that be on joseph's mouth? And so, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just honored by that. So I just want to tell you that. Thank was, you. Yeah, of course. Really no, but it's true. So just like listening to people. Yeah, but not everybody does. That's fair. Yeah. That's why. That's why. I'm, yeah. That's no, fair. it's a gift. It's a really, it's an awesome gift. So Thanks. yeah. Justin, final words. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> Was that really like your ending? <laughs> well, it was chosen partly for comedic effect, but uh, I, my words won't be as long as that. But yeah, thanks for, for having us on and for my pleasure. asking questions and letting us answer them. <laughs> Maybe for comedic effect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to cut you up the <laughs> Emotions are hard for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, y'all should be my friends for longer because emotions are my favorite. Mm. But I'm going to say bye because then we're going to keep talking about things that I'll have to edit out. <laughs> so bye, everyone. <laughs>